what is good beautiful people it is a beautiful monday another day to uh get things done uh beginning of the work week not the actual week but the work week and so for a lot of people you guys are on your whole rise and grind flow getting things done setting goals for the week continuing goals that you had set for the month and we add it we add it and it is an honor that i don't take lightly that you decided to jump in and listen to the Cell Speaks podcast. You know what it's about, just bringing you guys value and uh, giving you guys information, tips, tools, opinions, perspectives. That's just going to help you guys grow as people and bring a level of impact that could ultimately benefit your life. And uh, I just want you to know I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I appreciate you guys subscribing. I appreciate you guys listening. And if you haven't done already, please, please subscribe. Hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode and feel free to always go back you know listen to the old ones and uh if you if this has been something that you've been enjoying you know like i always ask you know i mean please uh send it to your friends leave a review if you're listening on apple Podcasts, and hit me up you know i had somebody the other day who was telling me man you know i really loved what you were saying but you know there was something and in the way you said it i kind of felt like you know uh you know i took it this way and you know, I, I felt like you didn't mean it that way, but, it, you know, what you were saying was good, but how you said it, you know, it was just a little hard for me to swallow. And, you know, guys, share share those perspectives with me because, like, I'm not a perfect human being. I'm, I'm learning just like you guys are and trying to just get better each and every day. And, you know, your perspective, your thoughts, your opinions help me get better. So, yeah, feel free. Feel free to let me know what you guys are thinking and how you feel about the podcast. You know, if there's some things that I say you love, let me know. If there's some things that I say that you hate, let me know. You know what I mean? I'd love to hear from you guys. And so, uh, you know, this episode, as you guys can see by the title, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine um, about it, about pornography, and we were just talking about it and how some people can be caught in addictions and not even know. And um, it was just on my heart, like, yo, do the podcast on this. And uh, that's what I thought I would do. You know, I'm just kind of being obedient in that. You know, God kind of just said to me, hey, I want you to address this, talk about it. And so, honestly, here we are. And um, the reason why I felt like this was uh, super important is because it's something that is really running rampant in our community. It's really running rampant among men. And it's kind of just not being addressed. And like for someone, you know, myself who I grew up in church, you know, what I mean, uh, my whole life, basically, um, you would think something this detrimental, something this toxic, this powerful, you know, it would be something that um, is discussed far more. But the reality is it's not like it's it's almost like this hush taboo kind of thing. And I hate that because. You know, when I when there's something that everybody is struggling with, that should be the thing that we're tackling the most. And I've noticed that, like, you got a lot of infidelity in the church, and that's not something that's preached about often. You have a lot of molestation going on. That's not something that's preached about often. You got a lot of pornography. That's not something that's preached about often. And it's like they focus on the things that are external. You know what I mean? Oh, tattoos, jewelry. Because I grew up Seventh-day Adventists, and so they got big things with that. Oh, you eat pork, et cetera, et cetera. And that always tends to be the focus. 
and I've noticed with a lot of other religions too, you know, they tend to focus on the sins that are easily visible instead of the secret ones. And it's the secret ones, the hidden ones, the affairs, the addictions, the vices. Those are the ones that people need to be preached about or preached to more, right? And so, you know, I'm I'm I'm, ta- I'm tackling this and uh, I kind of just start off with like, listen, there's never a situation or pornography is a good thing. And I've heard the arguments, I listen to the perspectives, and I try to be as open of a person as I can. And the reason I say that is because even for someone who says, yo, I'm just using it as a way to learn positions or get ideas and things to do with my partner, like, that's partially true. Like, there's some level of that that could be applicable because I, I can't knock that out completely. If you have zero experience with sex and know nothing, like literally nothing, and you are just watching to kind of get an idea of, okay, you know, positions and certain things I could do, I can't immediately, fairly just dismiss that and say, all right, that's BS. No, because there, there is some level of possibility in that. But the problem is that like the creativity that you're getting is just such a small part. Like it ain't worth the opportunity cost. I mean, if you're saying you're watching pornography to, you know, you're you're now married and you're learning and trying to get some level of experience with sex, like the opportunity cost to say, oh, I'm just trying to figure out positions and that's why I'm watching is just too high because the other stuff that it comes with, the other lies, the other myths that it comes with are just not worth it, honestly. It's not worth it. And I think there are other methods. You know, I mean, there are books that you can read, books with pictures that are not geared to be pornography, but more so geared to be educational. You know, what I mean, there are educational sex books out there as opposed to sexual content that's made to entice or seduce your fantasies. And draw you into a never-ending cycle of loop, right? And so there's a difference. So pornography is something that's trying to entice your sexual fantasies and and, and bring them alive and and continue to feed and satiate your lust, which is never going to be satiated. Where you have sexual education books that the goal isn't to satisfy your lust, is just saying, hey, this is where this goes, and this is what you can do here, and this is where you can do there, and here are ideas, and that's literally all it is. Um, and and the biggest thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is that it's not real. Like, so like even when we say, oh, you know, I'm looking at it for positions. You could watch a man and a woman in a position in pornography. And when you're watching the video, the woman is saying all the things, oh, this, oh, that. And the man is, you know, saying whatever he's saying. And it makes it seem like they are absolutely loving and enjoying this position. And it is absolutely amazing. And it's the best thing in the world. And you're like, man, I really want to try this position because it looks so fun. But you don't realize they're acting. And so it could be very well that they hate that position, that it hurts her back or he's in a very weird angle and it's pushing, putting pressure on his hips in a way that he doesn't want it to. And it's like 
normally, naturally, they would never have relations this way, but because they're in front of a camera and because it looks good in front of a camera, that's why they do it. And so what happens is you have people who watch pornography and they see, okay, I'm using it for the positions, fine. And then you try the position in real life and your partner, it just doesn't work. And now you're thinking there's something wrong with your partner because it worked in the video. So I'm saying like you'll see how and and obviously, you know, what I mean, I'm gonna keep it 100 with you guys. Obviously, I know what I'm talking about because this was a battle that I had to face myself. You know, what I mean, fighting through it, overcoming it, et cetera, et cetera. And overcoming it don't necessarily mean like you never like fight anymore. No, overcoming it means you just fight and win more than you used to lose. You know, what I mean, because, again, it, it, it creates a hold on you. And there are there are levels, which I'm going to get into later on, but I just wanted to kind of put that disclaimer out there. Like, I'm not talking about something I didn't deal with or didn't struggle with myself. Um, and I say that to say, again, like, it's not real. You know what I mean? And you're talking about, you know, you're watching these actors say these things and, and do these things. And it creates this expectation, like this desire, like, oh, you know, okay, so when I'm with my partner and I'm laying it down, these are probably some of the things that they'll say if I'm doing a really, really good job. And so now when you're in a real life moment and you're, you think you're doing your thing, you know, you think you're laying it down for your wife and they're not reacting the way you saw the girls in the pornography react, like part of you might feel like, oh, I messed up or something's wrong with them. And again, that is the biggest issue with it because it's just, it's fake. And there are so many levels, like I can keep, I'm going to keep going. But that's just the start of it. Like you're not looking at something real. So you're looking at reactions, body positions, you know, I mean, things that you'll probably never really have or achieve because it's not real. You're looking at people who have enhanced their body, enhanced their shapes, enhanced their genitalia through surgery, through unnatural means so you're looking at you know men who in their sizes and women in their sizes and thinking like okay maybe that's something achievable not realizing like that's not natural like you're just looking at illusions and honestly that's really the world that we're living in right now is a a world that promotes and just pushes illusions and just makes the illusion look so real So we want these things like not realizing half of these girls, if you saw them in public, you probably wouldn't be attracted to them because once you see them for real, you see them without makeup, you you see them without the the glamour of the the camera angles. You realize, oh, wow, like you're you're nothing of what I thought the fantasy was creating. So I'm saying so it's like that's the number one thing I'm going to lead with is that. You're looking at something fake, but the more you look at it, it creates this hunger for something fake. So you're going to start wanting something you're never going to have. And it, and it and it's unhealthy because it creates unrealistic expectations. It's going to mess with how you approach sex. It's going to mess with how you approach relationships with other people that you want to be intimate with. It's definitely going to uh, affect your level of respect for your opposite sex. Absolutely. Don't think like 
you know, you're going to sit there and watch pornography all the time and then have the utmost respect for the opposite gender. It's not going to happen because you're sitting there watching people get degraded all the time. And so even if you feel like, well, I'm not actively participating, you're guilty by association. And what's happening is you're slowly getting desensitized. The more and more you watch, the more and more you get desensitized. You know what I'm saying? And so we're starting there. Like, it's fake. It's acting. You know what I mean? It's like when you watch reality TV on, on television, it's not real. It's fake. It's phony. These are not situations happening in real life. And that's exactly what pornography is. Real sex does not look like that. It doesn't. It's not like that. There's no stop and go with a camera and a flash and reapply the makeup and make sure this person looks there and then redo their hair and make sure there's enough. Like, it, that's just fake. And I need you to understand that. And so, okay understanding is fake then let's go to even more about why it's a problem well another uh i don't know i don't even want to call it a side effect but another thing that it's doing is like when you see all these stories about sex trafficking and young girls being stolen young kids being stolen like where do you think the lust and the hunger and the taste for these things come from it's from pornography I mean, I just seen the other day some the guard guy, um, not even familiar with him, but apparently he has like a million kids or something like that. And he struggled with it before. Apparently he molested a bunch of young kids, including his uh, own sisters. It's wild. And uh, he just got arrested for child pornography. Where he's, you know, looking at pornography, but it's kids like, and that's sick. But see, because there's a market for it, Kids will continue to be stolen, kidnapped, and forced into these horrible situations because there's a market for it. And as long as people continue to be okay consuming this content, you ain't just hurting yourself. Now, we're going to get into how you're hurting yourself, but you're hurting and promoting the kidnapping of other people. So, like, for those of you guys who are struggling with pornography and you're really trying to break, I want you to take a second to consider, like, every time you sit down and you, inter- in, in you entertain and you watch and, 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 and uh, indulge in this content, like, you're contributing to someone trying to kidnap your little sister, your niece, uh, your friend's daughter. Like you're contributing and fueling an industry that wants to kidnap the closest young females in your life and use and force them and drug them up to do horrible, heinous acts. And some people can say I'm overreaching, but these little kids that you're that these people are, you know, mean um, kidnapping are someone's daughter, are someone's niece, are someone's sister. And they're being kidnapped to what? be pushed and forced into a horrible, demonic, toxic industry. And when you are consuming pornography, you are fueling the demand. You are making the people behind these horrible things realize, oh, wait, wait, we should keep doing this. Like, keep taking kids because it's there's a demand for it. And if there's a demand, there's going to be profit. At the end of the day, all evil people just try to be rich and hurt people. Don't matter what they do, how they do it, they just try to make money. And so I want you guys to like 
understand the severity of that. Like some people would be like, man, I'm not, I'm not even watching no child stuff. I'm just watching, you know, maybe it's like a two girls or, you know, guy and a girl, like it's adults and consenting, you know what I mean? And whatever, whatever. And it's not even like that. And it's like, no, no, you don't, you don't get to, you don't get to absolve yourself of responsibility just because you think that what you're watching isn't promoting to it. No, 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 no. It's not a la carte. It's not like, oh, you know, because I'm only consuming just this specific genre, it doesn't fuel the demand for the other genres. Of course it does. And you know why? Because lust is never satiated. What does that mean? It means lust is never satisfied. Like you start one spot and it continues to get worse. Pornography is a gateway, a gateway addiction because it starts off with, okay, watching TV and, uh, you know, maybe somebody's a little bit more naked than they're used to. And specifically for men, we're visual creatures. So that piques your interest. And then maybe you want to see a little bit more. Or it's like on social media, you know, you're on social media and, you know, depending on what your timeline looks like, you know, you've got all the fake the fake girls, the Instagram girls on social media who are promoting and pushing all this crazy stuff. Oh, come meet me. Look at my this. Look at my that. Like, you see it all the time. And it's funny. Like, I'm a person who my timeline is nothing but, you know, financial tips, spiritual stuff, basketball, music. And still, like, when you go to, like, let's say I look at a basketball post and you go in the comments, like, you'll see all of these fake girls just out here laying traps for people and people are falling for them. So it's like, even when your timeline is clean, they're still like doing their hardest to pull people into the vice. And because it's a money-making machine. I don't even know how much money that industry makes, but I can guarantee you to, the sex industry is, I wouldn't be surprised if it's making more than the medical. Probably probably not. Because the medical is is... It's huge, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to do some research and find that out and get back to you guys on that. But again, like I'm saying, it's a gateway. So it starts off by looking at something that, I mean, nowadays it's regular, but back in the day, it wasn't that regular to have women half naked on TV. But apparently now that's somewhat regular and you want to see more, more skin, more body, more curves, bigger Then you actually want to see like, OK, I don't want anything covered. I want to see exactly what it is. And then now, you know, okay, you go from looking at someone half naked to more naked to actually naked. But now you want to see them doing something naked. Then you want to see more of that. And some people progress from just watching to, okay, I want to do that now. I want to participate in that. And because, again, you've been watching an illusion, normal sex is not enough for you. You want to you wanna live that fantasy. And the only way you're going to get that, it ain't going to be through normal means. I mean, unless you can find women who you can degrade and who will willingly go along with it but most of the time it goes into prostitution you know what i mean and that's where we get into the whole trafficking thing it it's a gateway it just leads to worse and worse and and what gets even more problematic is this whole time while you're going down this road you could be married you could be single and you just continue to sacrifice moral after moral value after value to continue to feed this vice because this vice, it's not, it will never be satisfied. And so what that means is you can't just like maintain. 
it either you will either kill it or it wants more. But there's no maintaining. There's no like, I you know, if I just watch, you know, once a month, I'll be straight. I'll be good. Like, no, 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 no. It cannot be maintained. So it either wants more or you're making a decision to stop it. And and this is how people fall into this addiction. It leads to so many addictions because you, you sit there in these situations, you know, what I mean, and now to kind of get into the mood to even do some of the stuff that you see acted, women are getting high, they're getting drunk. So it's leading you to alcohol. It's leading you to drug use to chase this fantasy again that is not real. And that's how you ultimately end up destroying yourself. And like me, I was never someone who got into alcohol, who never got into drugs. It's never been my my thing. And for me, my battle was just like, it takes up your freaking time. Like, you know, you sit there and say, okay, I'm going to go to sleep at 11. And then you start dabbling on the internet. And then five hours later, after you done watch whatever, and it's like you snap out of it, it's like, oh my God. And you still have things to do, but now you have things to do after you went to sleep at four in the morning. And you feel horrible. You feel like uh, you feel dirty in a sense. There's the guilt. There's the shame. There's the condemnation. And you're trying to like snap yourself mentally out of it to kind of keep going. And then, all right, for a few days, you're kind of good. And then, you know, I mean, you kind of get triggered again and you fall back to it. And it's that same cycle for so long. And for some people, it just drives them crazy. And that's what I'm saying. Like it, it doesn't get satiated. You either feed it more or you kill it. Because if you don't aim to kill it, you're only going to feed it and it's going to get worse. And the time that you should be devoting to putting into your craft, to growing as a person, to building your relationships, to, to doing more and being something of yourself, to becoming mentally healthy. All that time, you're just wasting it down the drain, sitting there entertaining a vice that's only just making you worse. Only pulling time from you, only making you feel worse about yourself. It ain't worth it. And in that sense, it's it's destroying yourself. It's distracting you. It's it's escapism. And and it's it's definitely detrimental moving forward into future relationships, especially marriage. Because now when you're with your partner, there's comparisons, you know what I mean? You're comparing your wife to the things that you've watched and or you're trying to, you know, imitate the things that you've seen and try with her and and she's like, Yo, what what are you doing? Like you feel like, okay, something ain't adding up because it worked when I saw it. Why doesn't it work with, you know, my partners? It creates unrealistic expectations. And it's it's never going to be a situation that does good for you. Like, it just won't. And for me, like, I, I thank God all the time that before I got married, like, I spent five years celibate. You know what I mean? And And, and it was a battle. You know, it's not five years celibate and I was absolutely perfect and stayed in a box and then talked to no. No, it was a struggle, but it was a five years of me learning sexual discipline. And I think that's the biggest thing that men and I'm a really target men, women, too. But I'm a really target men that that's something that we need to learn and, and maximize and really get a hang of his sexual discipline. Like we need that because that tends to be the thing that ruins a lot of men. Lack of sexual discipline. Um, and I'm, I'm going to do a podcast like focusing only on that. I think I might have already, but I can really get more specific on that. But this is like, 
I mean, 30 minutes is not even enough to get into this. I've done like a, a Facebook Live where I talked about it for like an hour and a half, almost two hours. But what I will say is, I'm, I'm going to leave you with this. Like, all right, we know how people fall into it, the detriments of it, the fact that it's illusion and that destroys stuff, it destroys relationships and stuff like that. But I'm going to really like give you guys the how to get out of it because I can't present the problem without the solution. And so the number, the biggest thing, let me say the second biggest thing is acknowledgement. Like you got to know that you are addicted to this because if you're not even willing to acknowledge that you have an addiction, that you are a porn addict, like you're watching this thing and you shouldn't, then there's no hope because you think it's okay. So you're going to continue to feed that wolf because you're like, ah, oh, this it's never going to hurt me. It's not a problem. And I just want to share something with you guys because there's, there's levels, right? And I found it. So Sometimes the way people identify their levels of addiction is at the bottom level, you have a person who only watches porn three or four times a year. You know what I mean? You can count the number of times you watch porn with one hand. So it's like, this isn't a porn addiction yet. But because we live in a highly sexualized world, there is a risk of addiction. Then you got level two, which is still not considered an addiction. So it says you watch porn maybe once or You've watched porn once in either one or two months. So in the last two months, you've watched porn like one time. And you didn't really get turned on. You were just looking at it like out of curiosity, like, okay, what is this? Level three, this is where porn is now a problem. You're viewing it at least once a month for several years. And you can recognize if you're at this level because you're trying to stop and you can't stop. Like you're trying not to watch it once a month. You're trying not to watch it anymore and you haven't found success. And this is a point where a lot of men struggle because they're using their willpower and they're trying to count the days. Oh, I've gone 30 days without it. I've gone 60 days without it. And this also starts to lead to the gateway of looking at worse porn. So like if you started with soft core stuff, you start to head more into the hardcore stuff. And so the problem isn't completely out of control at this point, but it's almost there. And so it says, if an important change doesn't start at level three, then it starts to get worse to where you start fantasizing internally to the point where you're even sexualizing encounters when you're with other people. And it's the fantasy. It's that lust that you haven't treated. That's what takes you to the next level. And so your next level is level four. Porn addiction becomes a severe problem that affects your career, your family, or your academic work. This is the point where your fantasy gets out of control. If you're in level four, you've probably already spent some time thinking about getting help. And in reality, you can even get some help from people who are in level three, two, or one, like the ones before you. The For those who are stuck in it, the trick is to understand what level that are you at, one, two, three, or four, and do something before it gets out of control. All right, so that was something I was reading. If anybody wants the info, just let me know. Um, but I say that to say, like, that's the first step is acknowledging, like, okay, hold on, I have a problem. Like, this is an issue. And then once you have acknowledged it, you need accountability. And I realized that is the biggest, most powerful thing that people don't want to use. You have 
to tell the people around you, the people that you trust, yo, I'm addicted to pornography and I'm trying to get out. You have to, because it is the only way you will break free. It's the only way. If the people around you and the people who care about you don't know that this is a struggle that you have, you're going to sit there and try to fight it all on your own, basically on pure willpower. And willpower runs out. You get weak. You have bad days. This is not something that you're meant to go through alone. No one tells a crackhead or someone addicted to cocaine um, or heroin or any type of drug, hey, get better by yourself. No, they go to rehab and they need help. And pornography is the same exact way. Any addiction is the same way. Some you need to go to centers to rehab and get through it. But some addictions work a little differently. In addictions of the mind, you still need a support system. You still need an environment that's not going to promote it or push it. You still need these things. It doesn't just suddenly go away. Like You need that. You need accountability. And you have to have the courage to tell people that you trust, yo, this is a battle that I'm fighting and I'm trying to get over it and I need you to hold me accountable. Which leads me to my next thing is, you know what I mean? Get in therapy. Find out why. Why are you addicted? What is it that it's doing for you? Because for some people, it's different. For me, it was escapism. Every time I felt stressed, or I felt like everything in my life was going out of control and I just, I just wanted to just not think about stuff and relax. That's when I would be triggered to watch it because it was just like, all right. For this moment, I can disappear into this thing. And I mean, I, I use video games in the same sense. It's like if things feel like they're overwhelming and it's just too much going on, I'll just play video games. So it's like know your triggers because now when certain things happen, you'll know, okay, hold on. I'm about to use this vice to medicate something else. And it's not going to fix the problem. It ain't going to do anything. It's going to make it worse. But it's giving this fake release short-term release and you don't want to fall into that so i say therapy to understand okay why are you watching um, porn why are you addicted to it what are you medicating in the wrong way understanding your triggers and so as you're as you're learning right again you're acknowledging and then you're telling someone you're giving asking for accountability you're telling someone then the next part is putting rules in place all right you know what i can't have my laptop by myself in my room after a certain night or, you know what I mean, I need to put filters and, and passwords and give people those passwords so I can't get into my stuff. Like, you don't deserve to have full control of yourself. Because obviously when you do, you don't lead yourself in the right direction. So until you're able to regain control of yourself and overcome your addictions, you should give up the power that allows you to continue to entertain pornography in your lust. It's just what it is. If you're actually really trying to overcome this, then you have to be willing to give up that power. And people's pride sometimes don't let them. Like, you know you, you're stuck in it. You know you've been struggling. You're trying to get out of it. But because of your pride, you're like, yo, I'm not giving nobody my laptop after a certain time. Or, you know, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say I'm not going to watch these shows. And, and, and you find yourself still stuck at it in it after 10 years. If you're still struggling with it after seven to 10 years, obviously the way you've been doing it doesn't work. Do something different, something serious, something more drastic. So when you understand your triggers, right? When you start putting your rules in place, sometimes those rules also come with like putting yourself in a position where you couldn't do it even if you wanted to. And that means putting filters, on your internet, on your phone, 
you know, a very popular one is Covenant Eyes. You can give people the passwords to your stuff. So even if you try to uninstall it, you couldn't because you need to get the information from whoever is your accountability partner. That's why I said accountability is so important. Someone else needs to be able to monitor you because you can't be allowed to monitor you because, well, look what happens when you monitor you. It goes left. It doesn't mean you're this horrible person or you can't do anything right. It's just this is an area in which you struggle. We all have areas in which we struggle, which is why we have different types of coaches. For people who struggle with weight, you get a a trainer. For people who struggle with their mental health, you get a therapist. For people who struggle in business, you have a business coach, a life coach. All these coaches help people in the areas in which they struggle. And so if you're struggling in pornography, get yourself a coach. Get yourself an accountability partner if you're really trying to break it. Because if you're really not trying, then yeah, you're going to give this this half, this half-assed effort of like, well, yeah, you know, you know, I'm doing this and I'm praying and, you know, I'm fasting and whatever. And it's like, yeah, okay, but are you still struggling? Are you still falling into it? Well, yeah, if that's not really working, you need to do more. And you should be willing to do whatever it takes to get out. But, hey. I can't force anybody to do anything. All I am here to do is to give information, bring impact, and give solutions where solutions are or where solutions can be found. And so, you know, I mean, um, this would actually be my first time doing this, but I kind of feel impressed to do this. So at this moment, I'm kind of just going to say a prayer out there for anybody struggling with this and going through this. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you this opportunity to just pray a prayer over the people who are struggling and battling and dealing with pornography. It has been robbing years, hours, weeks, so much time from their life, from their productivity, from their gift. It has been distractions. It has been the way they've been self-medicating. And it has been the means of their struggle and is preventing them from being and living the life that you want them to be and want the life that you want them to live. And so at this time, Lord, through your name, through the power of the Holy Spirit. I just pray a special blessing over everyone listening, uh, a prayer of strength, a blessing of discipline, a blessing of, of vulnerability. Allow them to be vulnerable and allow them to discern the right people around them that they can share their struggles and their pains with and remove the pride that will keep them from doing what it takes to move forward. Remove the pride that will keep them from telling who they need to tell. And grant them the vulnerability and the peace to share with the right people. Grant them the vulnerability to put the passwords and the locks on on their internet devices. And remove the, the guilt and the condemnation that makes them feel like they can't seek you and they can't pray to you even though they've been praying and fasting and they still mess up. But let them understand that you don't speak to them through guilt or condemnation but through love. And even through their vices and their struggles, you continue to love them. I said you may be with each and every one of them. The ones that are feeling it the most are the ones that are crying out right now. The ones that are feeling the pain even more right now. That you may hold them and embrace them. And let them know not only that you are with them, but that you love them despite whatever they've done. And that you're willing to help them grow through this, to grow through this. And to be ultimately a victor at the end. So someone who's won and overcome, who can go back and help others who dealt with it. Lord, we're not perfect and we're all flawed human beings. But I thank you for constantly constantly creating a way out. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So I hope you guys have all been blessed by this. Um, 
if you guys need any resources or you guys need any help, hit me up. Hit me up. And if you know anybody that can be benefit from this, anybody who needs to hear this, send it on over to them. You know, that's the goal. And that's why we do what we do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it has been another wonderful episode of Cell Speaks. Hey, if this was a blessing to you, send us to five, six of your friends who can learn from it. You know what it is, y'all. Be blessed. One.